And do you believe that in this house? Would you lift up your hands in faith? If you believe God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think, would you lift up your hands in faith, lift up your voice, and begin to call on the name that's above every name? Hallelujah. Come on, that's it all across this house. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Somebody pray right now. We're tapping in right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's in the room. He's in the room. Miracles are possible. He's in the room. Healing is possible. He's in the room. Deliverance in your mind is possible. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Let's give the Lord a great big hand clap of praise in Jesus' wonderful name. Hallelujah. Amen. I love what I feel in the house of the Lord here today. I mean, thankful for the presence of the Lord that's in this place. And I am believing that God is just getting started with what he wants to do here today. And I want to take your attention to the book of Isaiah chapter 61 and verse number 3. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I also want to say it's so good to have Sister Gideon and Sister Bettina's brother Josh in the house of the Lord with us today. Amen. Thankful for that. And to all our guests and visitors, we welcome you. All those that are watching online, pray that God has already blessed you. I believe he will continue to bless you. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse, and verse number 3, just one verse of Scripture in your hearing today. The word of the Lord declares this. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, or to comfort them that mourn in Zion, another translation puts it to give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified you should notice that the exchange that is happening between God and man, heaven and earth. And the end result of that exchange is the glory of God. Which means it glorifies God when you take beauty in exchange for your ashes. It glorifies God when you take the oil of joy for the mourning that you've experienced. And it glorifies God when you exchange the spirit of heaviness for a garment of praise. And I really have been feeling this all in the last week or so, and it's been in my spirit, and I couldn't thank God for a better atmosphere to preach this. Amen. After a wonderful worship that we just experienced, I want to preach to us on this subject, overcoming 
the spirit of heaviness. Overcoming the spirit of heaviness. Would you set down your Bibles and let's lift up our hands and let's pray. Hallelujah. Would you lift up your voice and would you magnify the Lord? I'm believing that God is going to help us today, that God is going to deliver God is going to touch. I'm believing that amen, there's somebody that you maybe walked in this building heavy, laden, burdened down, but by the time you leave, you're going to be delivered by the name of Jesus. Somebody lift up your voice and magnify him for a few moments. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise in Jesus' wonderful name. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. For a few moments, he exchanges the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Some translations call this word heaviness despair, broken hearts, sorrow, or discouragement. It can also mean he exchanges for the feeble or for the weak. This word heaviness, when we look at the scriptures and look at the original language, is the word kihei, which is described as the word dull. When we find throughout the scriptures, when this word is used, we find uh, in the book of Leviticus instructions that are given to the priests when they are inspecting skin diseases that have the potential to spread from an individual and become a plague unto the nations. When determining if skin issues were likely to spread and become a plague or not, the Israelite priest assessed how dark or how dull the spot was and whether or not the spots would spread based on how dull it was. This is a metaphor for us today. The Bible takes something that can happen in the physical to explain a spiritual truth. This is the picture of an evil spirit whose influence can, if left unchecked, spread like a plague. And plagues don't just affect one person. Plagues affect entire groups of people. Plagues don't just affect one, they affect the many. And I want to help us here today as we talk about heaviness. And I want you to feel encouraged this afternoon that heaviness is something that everybody has dealt with before, and if you haven't, you're coming to a day where you will. Everybody in this building knows what it's like to go through heaviness. We're not alone in this. Amen. Every Bible character you can think of that's got more than a few lines written about their story has endured heaviness. Heaviness was there the first time that Adam had to work the hard, unforgiving soil after he sinned before God. Heaviness was there when Noah got drunk trying to medicate after the turmoil of the flood. Heaviness was there when Abraham had to console his wife each and every month that there was no child. Heaviness was there when Isaac realized there's wood, there's fire, but there's no sacrifice. And he finally came to the realization I'm about to be the sacrifice. 
Heaviness was there when Jacob spent all night wrestling with an angel knowing that his life depended on it because Esau was on his way for revenge. Heaviness was there when Israel was lied to by his sons that Joseph had died by a wild beast. Heaviness was there when Joseph was falsely accused and forgotten in the prison even after he helped those get out. Heaviness was there when Jacobed had to place baby Moses into the mercy of the Nile River and into the Lord's hands. Heaviness was there when Moses had to forsake all that he had was raised to believe just to follow and obey God. Heaviness was there when Joshua was told that his report of the land was not good enough for the nation to move forward. Heaviness was there when Samson came home to his house being arsoned with his wife inside. Heaviness was there when Hannah prayed again and again for a child she did not have. Heaviness was there when Eli heard that his sons were dead. Heaviness was there when David and the men of Ziklag learned that their families had been taken as slaves. Hallelujah. You're not alone in this. Heaviness affects everybody. Hallelujah. Heaviness was there when Elijah was hiding in a cave in his depression after winning a great victory for God. Heaviness was there when Jeremiah was thrown into a pit of mire even though he was just obeying God. Heaviness was there when Ezra realized how flawed Israel had become. Heaviness was there when Nehemiah heard, amen, that it was how desolate Jerusalem had become. Heaviness was there when, Nehemiah, when Naomi lost her sons and her husband's unexpectedly. Heaviness was there when Esther heard of Haman's plans uh, to kill all of the Jews. Uh, heaviness was there when Job lost everything he held dear unexpectedly in a matter of a couple days. Uh, heaviness was there when Jonah was dying in the belly of a fish because uh, he ran from God. Heaviness was there when Mary and Martha buried Lazarus uh, because Jesus was a couple days too late. You're not alone in your heaviness. Heaviness was there when Jesus committed to the impending cross in that garden of Gethsemane as he prayed and sweat as it were great drops of blood as he said, not my will, but thy will be done. Heaviness was there when Peter heard the rooster crow after Jesus had prophesied it's exactly how it's going to happen after he denied Jesus. Heaviness was there when Thomas declared, as many, as, as many of us have, uh, that he would not believe uh, until he had a personal encounter. Heaviness was there when the church buried the beheaded James. Heaviness was there, amen, when Paul walked into the church, uh, he once persecuted, and those that had their families split apart, there was heaviness in the room and heaviness will be there in your life and in mine you can't avoid heaviness let me help you understand heaviness today there's a heaviness that comes from life just being alive you're going to endure heaviness there's a heaviness that comes from loss when you endure loss you're going to go through a season of heaviness there's a heaviness that comes from sin don't let anybody trick you into thinking that it's all right when you're sinning it's all fun and games it's not because there's a heaviness when you wake up and you don't remember where you were last night. There's a heaviness when your life does not progress and you are feeling full of shame and guilt and you know God's got more for you and yet you keep giving in to it over and over again. But you know there's also a heaviness that comes to those that are walking in victory. 
Don't think that you are avoiding heaviness because you got victory in your life. Amen. It does not, it does not stop heaviness from coming into your life. In fact, it's often, amen, a result of victory that you go through seasons of heaviness. I can preach it to you that after I have preached and people have prayed and people have got a hold of God and I felt the release of the anointing after a great and mighty victory, it just seems inevitable that after some of the greatest moves of God and the greatest services I've ever been a part of, that heaviness starts to dwell like a blanket that is weighting you down. Amen. There's a heaviness that comes from disappointment. There's a heaviness that comes from bad decisions. There is a heaviness that comes from responsibility. For all those that got responsibility in your life, amen, I want you to understand this generation is struggling. They are avoiding responsibility because they don't want the pressure. But you know there's a heaviness by, by not having responsibility. In fact, that, re- that heaviness, I think, is a lot heavier than just taking responsibility on. <laughs> there's a heaviness from being unemployed, and there's a heaviness from having a job. Which heaviness do you want? Hallelujah. There's a heaviness to being married, and there's a heaviness to being divorced. What heaviness do you want? Amen. There's a heaviness that comes from other people. Anybody ever encountered that? That you get around them and they just put that heaviness right on you. And there's also a heaviness that comes from our adversary, the devil. Amen. But then there's moments in life when you are afflicted by the spirit of heaviness. And there's a big difference between heaviness and the spirit of heaviness. If you're dealing with heaviness because of a recent disappointment or loss, it's understandable. It makes sense. It is a season in your life. Everybody's going through it, and you will make it out in Jesus' name. Amen. However, a spirit comes out of nowhere. You don't know where it came from. You can't explain it. Amen. It does not mean you're possessed. It just means you're under attack. Hallelujah. It just means that you are being weighed down with this heaviness. Has anybody ever experienced that? Amen. You're in good company here today. When you are under an attack of the spirit of heaviness, uh, you don't know where it came from. Amen. But for some reason, you just feel down. Has anybody ever encountered that before? You just, amen, I I know what it is. Amen, you're in good company with the pastor here today. I know what it is for things to be going well, everything to be going all right. Uh, It doesn't always happen, but at times it does. Uh, Amen, and I'll be driving down the road, uh, and I'll feel a burden and a weight hit me that came out of nowhere. uh, And I start thinking through my life, is it something I did wrong? No. Uh, Is it something that I'm doing right? No. Uh, Is it something that I, I, I made a decision on that I shouldn't have? Or maybe it's an industry. Decision. No, and I try to trace it all the way back, but there's sometimes you can't trace it back because it's not a mental problem. It's not an emotional problem. It's a spiritual problem. Oh, I came to preach to somebody. I came to preach you out of chains today. I came to preach you out of the spirit of heaviness. We've got an atmosphere of worship in the house of the Lord, and God's going to get victory. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. A spirit comes out of nowhere, and it begins to afflict you and begins to attack you. Amen. It starts to pull on you. Amen. To try to bring you further down. But I want to help us here today in how to overcome the spirit 
of heaviness. Ezra chapter 9 and verse number 5, the word of the Lord declares, And at the evening sacrifice, I arose from my heaviness, and having rent my garment and my mantle, I fell upon my knees, and I spread my hands out to the Lord my God. If you want the spirit of heaviness and heaviness itself to leave you, uh, amen, I want you to understand something today. Heaviness will not leave you voluntarily. In fact, they say it this way, misery loves company. Heaviness loves company. It doesn't want you to go nowhere. And if it were up to heaviness and the spirit of heaviness, it may choose to never, ever, ever leave you. This is why you have to leave heaviness. It ain't ever going to leave you, so you got to leave it. Amen. You've got to arise from heaviness because it is your actions that overcome heaviness. Hallelujah. It is your actions that overcome heaviness. I'm going to preach it until somebody believes it. You can't sit there with your arms crossed and folded and say, well, something's got to change, and yet nothing's changing in your life. Heaviness leaves because your actions. You can't just sit there. You got to do something about it. You can't just wait for it to go. It'll never go. You got to rise, honey. You got to get up. Whew. Give me your coats. Give me your coats. Brother, Brother Caleb, sit down. Give me your coats. Brother Caleb, you're going to sit down. You're going to be my object lesson. Sound man, you just direct that camera over here. All right, give me your coats. I need your coat. I'm going to explain to somebody how the, how the spirit of heaviness works. I told you I'd get you back someday. All right, brother, you ready? He just lost his job. Hey, come on. He got sick. I told him I'd get him back. I was waiting for this. Somebody get a picture of this guy. He got offended at church. Oh, come on. Don't act like it don't happen. Brother, praise the Lord. <laughs> his dad yelled at him, and it was definitely his fault. Is that all right? I need your coat too, Brother Don. It ain't heavy enough. Come on. He's flunking at school. I hope not. No, he's not flunking at school, sis. You're right. Hallelujah. He's, he's, he's struggling in church, and the devil's attacking him. In fact, the devil's just hanging out with him. You ain't getting up nowhere, brother. You're just going to sit there until you die. In fact, we're going to hang out until you backslide because that's what's going to happen to you. You just ain't going to make it out of here. And you know what the problem is? He starts to accept it. He starts to believe it. That this is how it always has to be. They offended me, and I have to stay bitter about it. I can't just get over it. I can't just forgive. I can't just let it go. No, I got to lead it to where it affects my relationship with God. I got a question. Where did God ever do anything wrong to you? I know they said something you don't like, but where did God ever do that to you? I know something happened where they stepped on your toes, but when did God ever step on your toes? And then, uh, 
You come to church uh, and you want to do something, but you just don't want to do it in your heart because you're overweighed weighed down by heaviness. You know you're supposed to worship, but uh, I just can't. Amen. You know what the Bible says? Amen. He arose. Brother, why don't you, why don't you just stand up violently? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. No. All right. Here's my brother right here. Now, here's what we're going to do. You got to rise, brother. Look at all this stuff I put on him. Amen. Now, I want, you to, I want you to act like you're sick of that stuff being on you. And I want your spirit to arise. And I want you to start moving your arms. Amen. Lift your hands before the Lord. Come on. In other words, it doesn't matter what I put on him. If he wants to get up from it, he can get up from it. It's a... It doesn't matter what life puts on you, you can get up from it. It doesn't matter what the devil puts up on you, you can get up from it. You can arise and worship God. You, you can be sick and lift your hands. You can be hurting and lift your hands. You can be offended, but you got to let that offense go. You can dance. You can shout. You, somebody give him praise. Somebody give him praise. You are not bound by your heaviness. You just got to get up from your heaviness. You're not tied down by your heaviness. You just got to get up and arise. Brother, if you offended, you need to get up from your offense. Blessed are those that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. You need to get back to the bread program and start getting in the word where all of a sudden you fall in love with Jesus again. You can't just sit there. you got to do something. Brother, while you were just sitting there, you were under that heaviness. But all of a sudden, you started moving, and it started falling off you. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but some folks are waiting to feel something before they start doing something. I'll do it when I feel like it. You ain't ever going to feel like it. I'll do it when I feel better. You won't ever do it because you'll probably never feel better. I'll do it when I'm in a better place. You'll never do it because you'll probably never be in a better place. But if you do something, you'll be in a better place. If you do something, you'll be better. If you, you can get free from the spirit of heaviness. I love what Job said, Job 9 and 27. He just lost his kids, his house. He just lost the sheep, the dog. Uh, he, he sounds like a country music song. If you listen to that junk, it's just as bad as anything else. You think everything will be better with a beer. It's not going to be better with a beer. You're just going to be waking up not knowing who you are. As the old country songs say, they don't even know their own last name now. Joe put it this way. After, after having gone through all of that, a, a person, the only person outside of Jesus that has a right in the Bible to sit down under the weight of heaviness and just accept it. Let me just help you. If you think you can just sit under the weight of heaviness for the rest of your life, I'm not talking about going through moments of grief. Please understand, that's not what I'm talking about. You need to go through that because that's part of the healing process. That's part of you arising. That's part of you getting up. I'm talking about people that they just let it sit on them, and then they let more stack on them, and they let more stack on them, and they ain't doing nothing about it. Amen. You need to go back and read the book of Job because you'll realize real quick, he, didn't, he had every reason, and he didn't use it. 
He had every excuse to not be at church, but he didn't use it. He had every excuse to not worship God, but he didn't use it. He had every excuse to not live for Jesus, but he didn't use it. Job put it this way in Job 9 and 27. He said, I will say, I will forget my complaint. I will leave off my heaviness, and I will comfort myself. There's some folks who reason you can't get off of heaviness because you like it too much. You like complaining about it. You like people getting around and patting you on the back and giving you a pity party. You love the attention that it brings. I want to help you today, but if you ever want to get heaviness off you, you got to leave your complaint at the door. I've just come to preach. You can't have complaint and freedom from heaviness, but you can have praise and the spirit of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Let me help somebody. We cannot think that our cure comes from everybody else and everything else. Well, well, I, I would let it go if my situation would change first. If people would change first, if problems would change first, if the circumstance would change, then I would give God praise. But I want to tell you, the weakest level of praise is to praise God after he's done everything for you. But the strongest form of praise is to praise God when nothing's happening, uh, to lift your voice when nothing's changing, to give God a shout when you don't know what's happening, when you're heavy laden, uh, burdened down, and you say, yet I will arise, uh, and I will praise the Lord. There's some folks that they cannot get rid of the spirit of heaviness because they like complaining too much. I came to play today. You like complaining too much, and your complaining is what's keeping the heaviness. You keep talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. It ain't going nowhere because it likes attention. Oh, hallelujah. Well, you know, this is what's going on. I've, I've dealt with people long enough to know they repeat themselves. Over and over and over and over again. And you give them advice on how they're, how they're going to be able and how God wants to help. You give them scripture, and they say, yeah, but... That means you ignored everything I just told you. Hey, it's kind of like when somebody says, I love you, but they don't really love you. Just ignore whatever they just said. I heard you, but no, you didn't hear me. You just wanted to talk a little more. You. I'm trying to get better at this. I'm trying to get better at, at, at no longer trying to help people that don't actually want my help. I'm trying to help people that want help. I'm trying to help people... Because you try to help somebody that don't want your help, you try to pull the heaviness off them, they grab that heaviness, they grab a little more heaviness, they get offended at you, grab a little heaviness and put it on themselves. But Job said, I will leave off my complaint, and when I leave off my complaint, I'll leave off my heaviness as well. When I stop talking about it and talking about it and talking about it and rehearsing it and rehearsing it and rehearsing it. Often we are waiting for other things externally to change, but the truth is often we have to change. You want heaviness to go, you got to change. If I want heaviness to go, I have to change. My conversation has to change. What you talking about, Willis? What you talking about? What are you always conversing about? Give me five minutes with somebody, and I'll tell you what they're conversing about. You, I, I can always tell when somebody's bleeding because they start bleeding on people that didn't cut them. 
Amen. There's people that are under the spirit of heaviness so hard. Amen. That within a few minutes of their conversation, they're going to tell you every single area and every single avenue where they are currently struggling. Amen. They just can't help but talk about their struggle. I'm not saying don't go that you shouldn't go find somebody to help you out. You should. You should get some good counsel, some good advice. But there's a difference between counsel and complaint. There's a big difference between counsel and complaint. Complaint is just pity with me. Just work, just talk it over with me. But I don't want to actually change nothing. But when you get counsel, you can tell them what's going on. And then you can say, now what do I do about it? I know where I'm broken, but where's the remedy? I know where it's messed up, but how do I fix it? I know I'm behind on bills, but what do I do to get ahead of bills? I know my marriage is on the rocks, but what do we do to get our marriage onto the rock? Off of the rocks, onto the rock. I know I'm struggling in church and struggling with my relationship with God, but how do I get out of that mess? If complaining has not changed it after all the complaints you've made, what makes you think continuing in complaint will change it now? What makes us think that if we continue in our complaint, the heaviness is just going to go? When every time we complain, you know the problem with complaint, it's like a drug. It's a temporary fix. You know what you do when you complain? Give me those coats, brother. Just stack them up right here. All right. Bro, everything's going wrong in my life. Put your hands out. I just want to tell you. Uh, here you go. Man, I just want to tell you all that's going on in my life. Yeah, the dog bit me. I bit the dog back. And uh, wife's mad at me. And. Kids are acting up, and church is just, we just had a couple of moments where it hadn't been as easy, and, you know, all this stuff. And, yep, okay, see ya. And then you find somebody else. Hey, brother, put your hands out. So let me tell you about what's going on in my life. See, I never got rid of the heaviness. I just delayed it. I never got rid of the heaviness. I never got rid of the spirit of heaviness. I just put it off on somebody else for a minute. You know what this is called? This is called verbal vomit, where you didn't even ask him for permission. You just, there you go. This is what's going on in my life. You, you laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of y'all are guilty of this. And you just, all of a sudden, I got to call him real quick because I think my answer is in somebody else. Stop sharing the weight, brother. You weak. Come on. Somebody else, come on. You, you aren't supposed to share with other people your weight. That's too biblical. You're not supposed to bear one another's burdens. That's too biblical. You're just going to have to figure it out on your own. You're going to have to survive it on your own. But I want to tell you the difference between complaint and getting some good counsel. Good counsel will say, you know what you can do? You can do it the Bible way where he says, give me your weights. Give me your burdens. Cast all your cares upon him. Why? Because he careth for you. And when you didn't feel like going to the altar, you arise and go to the altar. And when you go to the altar, you lay it down at the feet of Jesus. But don't be like some jokers. All right, church is over. Got to get bitter again. They didn't shake my hand. Brother, get over it. You need to get up from your seat. Go to the altar. And not, you, don't just, you don't just lay it down there. I'll, I'll pay for your dry cleaning. Don't worry. Uh, you don't just have to lay it down at the altar. The Bible says cast all your cares. We got some fishermen in the house of the Lord. When's the last time you cast like this? That ain't casting. You are, you are just dropping it in the water. But cast. 
You take all. Instead of wasting your strength carrying the heaviness, you need to use your strength in the right way and throw it onto Jesus Christ. Complaining hasn't fixed it, so you got to change it. Because if you stop complaining, Job said my heaviness will stop too. Let me help somebody. You need to get up and you need to praise your way out of it. Because it don't matter what somebody puts on you, what life puts on you, what the devil tries to put on you. If you'll get up and start doing something about it, it will fall off of you. Jesus said, come unto me, all that are burdened and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. It's not a temporary rest when you give an exchange. But the only way to get this rest is you actually have to exchange it with Jesus. This is the reason that some people, they feel good after Sunday, and they don't make it to Wednesday. Because they got a temporary fix. And they were able to drop the weight for just a moment. But come Monday morning, they picked it right back up. But Jesus said, you got to exchange for me. If you give me your burden, amen, that you are too, it's too heavy for you to bear. He said, I'll give you my burden. And my burden's a lot lighter than yours. Hallelujah. You know why some people can't carry their cross? They're too busy carrying other burdens. The real reason people are struggling to live for God is they're too busy carrying their own burdens. And Jesus said, if you'll carry your cross, I'll carry your burdens. You don't have to carry your sins, your shames, and your guilt. You give those to me, and I'll take care of the heaviness, and you just take the cross. In the book of Corinthians, Paul talks about the power of God to remove the spirit of heaviness. When you arise and you get up, even the spirit of heaviness will be laid by the side. The Bible says, amen, that the people spake of stoning David at Ziklag. Amen. They got so bitter. They were heavy. The Bible says that they were thinking, man, we're just losing it all. And the Bible says we're going to kill the leader. It's always the leader's fault. Remember that. It's always the leader's fault when, when uh, you lost somebody too. And Well, anyways, praise God. Just remember who to blame. Always blame the leader. It's just without, without fail. It's the leader's fault. Um, being facetious. And so they spake of stoning David, but David's the only one that's willing to pray about it. You know the difference between the spiritual person and somebody that's not spiritual? They both face the same things, but one makes it up in their mind, I'm going to pray about this. I'm going to pray about this. I don't like how this is going. I don't like how this feels. I'm going to pray about this. I don't like the direction this thing's going. I'm going to pray about this, not gossip about it, not complain about it, not talk to everybody else about it. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to pray about it until God speaks to me about it. I'm going to pray about it until God releases me of it. I'm going to pray about it. And you believe it? David started praying. The Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. Well, Pastor, I, I just really need some encouragement. Hey, if you really do need encouragement, I'll encourage you as best I can. But the truth is, it's just going to be temporary. But if you start praying about your discouragement, you start praying about your discouragement, God knows how to lift that off your back. 
and let you know all things work together for the good to those that love God, to those that are called according to this purpose. You start praying about it, amen, and all of a sudden you start encouraging yourself in the Lord, and God says, I'm going to help you with that. In fact, he said, David, I'm going to give you direction on how to go, where to go, when to go, who to go with. Amen. God will start helping you out where you didn't know the answer. God gives you the answer where you were burdened because you didn't know. God starts unburdening you, but you got to get up, uh, arise, and pray about it. you got to arise and praise about it. you got to arise. And finally, our verse tells us that God will exchange with us. But you have to exchange. You give me this, and I will give you that. You can't just get that without giving me this. You can't have praise and heaviness at the same time. You're going to have to exchange them. I can always tell when somebody's on a spirit of heaviness. Amen. Let me, let me help you. It is not wrong to be down, but it becomes spiritual attacks when you stay down. Down happens to everybody. We all feel down. We all go down. But it becomes a spiritual attack when you stay down, when you refuse to get back up. There's nothing wrong with experiencing heaviness. But brothers and sisters, eventually you're going to have to give an exchange where you say, Lord, in order for me to praise the way I need to, I need to give you some things. In order for me to lift my hands the way you're calling me to, I've got to exchange something. That's why some people struggle to lift their hands. Because they're so burdened by things they've not given to God. This is why when Achan was caught with the garments and the silver, he said this is the way that the man of God found out whether or not he was living right. Woo. You think you got it all, everybody figured out, and you got everybody tricked. You don't. Because I can always tell when somebody starts slipping. Because <laughs> it starts slipping in their worship. Woo. It starts slipping in the way they give. It starts slipping in the way they live. And it starts slipping in the way they praise. And, I, I, and he said, Achan, he said this to everybody. Lift your hands and give God the glory. But in his mind, he was weighted down by a couple shirts and a couple shekels and a couple mistakes and a couple failures. Amen. He said, oh, I'd love to praise him, but I'm not willing to exchange right now. And he said he could not lift his hands and give God the glory. People that have let themselves be under a spirit of heaviness, they struggle with giving God the glory, with giving God all the praise. But the Bible says if you will exchange your heaviness for a spirit, amen, a garment of praise. God will help you to give him the glory. Let's stand and give God a shout of praise. Come on. Somebody give him some praise right now. If you've been under heaviness, if you'll exchange it right now, you'll praise like you never praised. You'll worship like you never worshiped. You'll serve God like you never served God. Come on, somebody give him praise. Let's take a few moments and give God the glory. Come on. You might have been down, but don't stay down. You might have fell down, but don't stay down. Exchange, exchange, exchange. He said, if you'll give me your heaviness, 
We'll do an exchange. You give me your heaviness, and I'm going to give you a garment of praise. You know, praise is something you got to put on. Let me say that again. Praise is something you got to put on. There's some folks came to church today. You put your suit on, but did you put your praise on? You put your dress on, but did you put your praise on? You put yourself in the car, but did you put worship music in the car? You came to the house of the Lord, you put yourself in a seat, but did you put a praise on that seat? There's something about this. Because there's people, they can even carry it around, Brother Jonathan. You go ahead and carry it around. This is not heaviness now. We're changing the, I wish I had something better. They can carry that around. Man, I got my praise with me, Pastor. I've even exchanged it for my heaviness. But having it with you is not enough. You've got to put it on. Come on, you got to put your praise on. You put your dress on, you put your suit on, you got your hair nice. What does put your praise on? I didn't feel like it when I got here, but I'm going to give God a hand clap of praise anyways. Because I put on the garment of praise. I exchange with him. And I made it up in my mind. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. I've been heavy all week, but I came to church, made an exchange, put my praise on, and I'm going to praise him. You got to put your praise on. You got to put your praise on. You got to put your hand clap on. You got to put your foot stomping on. You got to put your spin on. You got to put your dance on. You got to put your jump on. You got to put your run on. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him praise. You gotta put your shout on. You gotta put your dance on. You gotta put your. In fact, why don't you come down to the front? In fact, I want everybody to come. If you got your heaviness with you, bring it from your pew because we don't want you taking it home. If you got your heaviness, bring it with you because we don't want it going in the car with you. Come on. Come on. The Bible says God will exchange his his spirit of praise, his garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. We can give him that spirit of heaviness, but we got to take the garment of praise in exchange and we got to put it on. It's something we wear. It's something that now identifies us. Some of y'all got uniforms at work. We know where you work because your uniform. Hey, man, we need to see some praisers in their uniform. 
because I can't tell what some people are. Are you just going to give God a high five or are you going to put your praise on? The Bible says Saul was oppressed by an evil spirit. It's in your Bible. A dark spirit. A heavy spirit. He couldn't get out from underneath it. But guess what? He's smart enough to know what to do. He said, I can't wait for any of this to change because it ain't changing. He said, bring me somebody that knows how to play skillfully. We got some skillful players in the house of the Lord. Well, I just don't think we should shout like that. I don't really think we should play music like that. I wish it was a little quieter. You don't know what we're playing off of people. You don't know what we're playing off of people. You don't know what we're praising off people. You don't. I wish you wouldn't preach like that. You don't know what I'm preaching off of people. I'm preaching addiction off people. I'm preaching condemnation off people. I'm Yes, I dance. Yes, I shout. Yes, they play. Yes, they drum. Yes, they strum. Because we're doing it. And Saul said, you bring me somebody that can play. Here's the key. Skillfully anointed. We don't need musicians. We need anointed people that know how to play skillfully. Because it's that anointing that breaks the yoke. And David, listen, if you can, you can play the spirits off people with that guitar, but can you do it with a harp? Because, man, that's pretty awesome. He just, we can do it with a nice sound system, but he played a harp. I don't know how you play spirits off people with a harp, but David was good. David started playing that harp, and no doubt he started singing, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So you think that's just a verse, but that's a song, honey. When the wicked, my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. And as he began to play, all of a sudden, the spirit of heaviness began to lift off Saul, who hadn't worshipped in a while. And Saul got free. And Saul... Paul and Silas locked up in a jail in a prison cell. It was dark. The shackles on their hands and on their feet, they were bound both ways. They were heavy. But they said, you know, looked over his buddy, said, hey, I know we shackled up here, but brother, put your praise on. In the middle of my prison cell, in the middle of my darkness, in the middle of my loss, in the middle of my hurt, in the middle of my pain, I will bless the Lord at all times and His praise. And can you believe it? As He began to praise the shackle, that's what's going to happen. Why don't you start giving God some praise? And when you praise, heaviness goes. And when you praise, heaviness leaves. And when you arise to worship, it Somebody shout. Somebody dance. Somebody give him praise. Somebody begin to praise him. Praise until the heaviness comes off. Praise until the shackles come off. Praise.
Somebody give him praise. He thought I was dead. He thought that I would give up. Somebody give him praise. The devil thought he had me. He thought I was dead. He thought that I would give up and never dance again. The devil thought he had me. He thought I was dead. with them. 